Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hey. How are you? Doing pretty good. 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 Thank you so much. It's yeah, no problem. I know it's like not always the most convenient. I know you're super busy, but I'm stoked to have you. Have oh yeah, pleasure. So yeah, how have you guys been? Really good. I mean, busy with the yeah. new baby, and then distance learning, and then Alyssa, you know, doing her online teaching. The gym, my job is just things are pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how is distance learning going for her? Is she working at home or is she working? Yeah, she's she's working from home. Oh, cool. That's, yeah, I know. I'm sure that has a lot of its own challenges, but that is kind of nice that she's able to do that with since the kids have to be doing that. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely got its benefits and. And then that's it's also hard at the same time. So Yeah, absolutely. And and with you you have a new facility for your gym, right? For the grind. Yeah, I do have a new facility. I still I've set up my garage also for uh you know emergencies or if you get shut down or just also if to be home sometimes in the evening and be able to help with you know, my wife and the kids and still be able to, you know, kind of train people that couldn't come at an earlier time and, but still be able to be home. So I, I'm set up at the facility and I'm set up at home. That's awesome. Yeah. You started out of your garage, right? Yeah, I started out of my garage. Okay. Yeah. And then um, you, cause did you just do it for free for your family, for your nephews <laughs> or were you just like for all like high school kids? Well, it started off just, you know, I've always wanted my own home gym. And then uh, my nephew started getting older. So I started, you know, training my nephews and my niece. And then friends wanted to come because they seen results. And it turned into, you know, from just like four or five kids. And to, uh, at one point I had like maybe 40 kids I was training out of my garage. That's awesome. Yeah. So I I never charged anybody until like right before I got into the facility. I thought if I charged people, they wouldn't want to come because I was so busy. And I was like, you know what? Okay, $25 a week. You can come five days a week. And people are like, yeah, I'll pay it. And I was like, oh, man. So I kind of, I was like, okay, you know, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's awesome. The videos that you post are incredible. The training that you do, I'm like, that is what the kids need. Um, Chad and I have had this talk so many times with our boys playing football. Man, there's overuse injuries constantly. And I'm like, well, what what does your workout look like? You know, and they tell me, and I'm like, well, duh, <laughs> you know. And so, like, when we see the stuff that you're doing with the kids, you're preparing them for just all levels. Yeah. Setting them up for success. <laughs> I think the the best thing that happened, which really isn't a good thing, but I learned from was <clears throat> all the mistakes that I made training. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of the injuries that um, <clears throat> that I had that I had to do research on why 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 does my shoulder hurting every time I bench? And <clears throat> coming to find out that you know us older guys, you know who are maybe thirty five and up were taught most of us were taught wrong you know right. technique wise and that's why my shoulders 
are blown out from benching because I was doing it wrong all this time. So I didn't want <clears throat> my nephews or nieces to ever get hurt and be able to last long. So <clears throat> obviously I, you know, I started researching a lot more, making sure that I was, um, you know, adapting to the new science of science, you know, of working out and, you know, all of the, the information that's out there now, you know, it's, it's so e it's so much easier for us now, right? Because the information is just right here at our fingertips, as long as you're willing to, you know, <clears throat> do the research and apply it into training at the same time, then you can see, you know, the difference. So. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And with that, like, so are you, did you get your personal training? Are you a certified personal trainer or do you just like, just. I, I, I'm with the uh, USA weightlifting. I'm, I'm certified with USA weightlifting and I did that because I mean, I was already doing training and people were really, you know, starting to bug me. And actually one of our cousins is a strength and conditioning coach at USC. He went to Grant, Grant High School, played football at USC, small stint in the NFL. And he really pushed me. He's like, hey, man, you're already doing it. Just go ahead and get certified. That way it's legit. Get your little insurance going. That way you're covering everything, you know, legally. And, um, you know, then just continue to do what you're doing. So I was like, you know what? I did it. And with the COVID and everything, it ended up all being online. So it was actually really easy, <laughs> a lot easier than I had anticipated. And I was like, wow, okay. So as far as that is concerned, that that was the main reason why I did it. And I didn't, I wasn't, my, I've always wanted to be in a facility <clears throat> and eventually that's the route I wanted to eventually, you know, maybe when I retired, get to that point, but I was given an opportunity at such a, you know, cheap <laughs> price to get into this place. And it was kind of like, you know what, take it or, you know, you're never going to have this opportunity again. And, and if it doesn't work, Hey, you know, no skin off my nose. It's, it's really cheap, you know? So I took the opportunity and then that's when it really started to take off. Like, cause I was mostly just training football players. And then while I was in there, in this facility, there's, <clears throat> it's turf with nets is built for baseball and softball. That's what it was built for. Um, I'd be working kids out and there's girls hitting softball girls. They're hitting in their lanes and one of the dads, hey, I'd, I'd love for you to train my uh, my daughter. I was like, sure, no problem, whatever. So I trained her one session, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to quit. We're going to quit going where we're going. We're going to come to you. And the softball community, the travel ball community is very, you know, close-knit. And one thing led to another. And now, I mean, I've probably got 30-something girls, softball girls that I train. And, uh, That's awesome. and a lot more that are – wanting to come so it's like that part of it actually really took off that is very very it's like cause, yeah like i said we've seen some of the videos that you post yeah and the workouts the dynamic workout you have these kids do is awesome like i would i'm like man i wish we lived closer yeah than we do yeah. you know i think the thing I've learned um you know and actually I learned it from being humbled at a young younger age you know having to overcome you know trials in my life that were 
you know, hard that changed my life made me really open up to um, learning and not thinking I know everything. So I've, I've, you know, always, I'm always constantly looking and trying new workouts to see what kind of results and reactions you can get from kids. And, you know, obviously, like you said, the overuse of certain exercises, especially done the wrong way and not doing the things to keep your body maintenance up and maintaining and recovering and hitting those, um, you know, like for instance, uh, band exercises, um, balance exercises, you know, you, especially in the football community, the older guys is lift heavy weight. You know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a tough yeah. football player, lift that, you know, and it, it can't be like that. You know, right. you, you see constantly yeah. kids getting hurt and in the weight room and I knock, knock on wood. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I haven't had anyone yet. It's going to happen. I'm sure. But I really try to make sure we're warming up correctly and, you know, getting our bodies ready for our exercises and that the program in place is, you know, everyone's got different philosophies and I'm, I'm open to everything. Um, but the main thing I think that really sets apart my training with, from others in the area really is the relationship relationships that I'm building with them and their parents and um, really, especially with girls in this day and age and being a man, um, making them comfortable and their parents comfortable. So what I like, what I like to do is bring in like maybe even my niece or a girl I've been training for a long time when I'm training new girls and have them um, work out. And I show the new girls, Hey, this is how I spot this is why I do this this way and I'll use, you know, PVC pipes and I'll touch their upper back. This is, I want you to squeeze this, it's called your scapula or whatever, you know, the muscle is, or if it's anything that's, you know, an area that's like, Hey, you should stay away from them. Then I just talk about it, your glutes, your chest area, whatever. And I really try to stay away and make everybody comfortable with it. You know, <clears throat> that way they know from the beginning when I do spot you um, during certain workouts, if I do, touch you, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm going to put my hands under your shoulder or under your elbows, or I'm going to touch the bar. Or I'm going to be behind you. And I let them know. And I really try to communicate that, especially with females. So they're comfortable. And it seems like it really it, it works really well that way, you know? So. Yeah, that's a really good thing nowadays. Um, Cause when I was working outfit, that was like one of the biggest things um, that they emphasized is you need to communicate and like ask, I mean, you know, like, you know, before you reach out and like, you know, touch somebody's upper back, say, hey, you know, squeeze your, you know, shoulders down and back or whatever. Yep. Um, you have to ask to be in, in their space. And for me as a woman, it's a little less confronting, but I can definitely see that like, you kind of have to, I think that's a great use like your niece or girl that you've been working with kind of to help with that yeah get get fancy and be comfortable with people in that way and understanding that it's just you know helping yeah for sure yeah yeah i think yeah the communication is i mean in every relationship right it's the number one thing that tears the relationships apart and it's no different with a a trainer you know, and an athlete, 
it's, it's no different. That, that communication is so, so important and they have to know, they have to be able to trust you. They have to know that you're really, you really care about the training and their health and you're going to do what's best for them. And even if that makes them hate you for a second, <laughs> you know, uh, they, right. they end up respecting you more and putting out more for you because, you know, you've created that communication and trust. And I think that's why I keep, you know, my turnover isn't very high. Everyone is always wanting to come and, you know, having their friends come and, you know, the parents seem to really enjoy, you know, what, and like you said, doing uh, things, <clears throat> not necessarily like that are fads, but doing different things. So it's not so mundane, right? And, uh, but explaining why, you know, cause you can go and do training and work hard, but I want these kids to know why when they go to their schools and they work out with their coaches and a coach says, Hey, why are you squatting so low? Or why are you doing this? I want them to be able to say coach, um, because the lower you squat, the more explosive you're going to be, the faster you're going to be, you're going to recruit more of your muscle groups and you're going to get better development. And I want them to be able to explain why. So I try to explain all the time, give them their cues. That way, when they go back to wherever they go, you know, during the week or whatever it may be, they can help out their peers, their, their fellow you know, teammates and be like, Hey, no, 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 you should try this. And Hey, do that. And, and if a coach asks why, cause not, a lot of these coaches are volunteers are barely getting paid anything and they don't have a lot of experience with you know, training. So if a coach asks you or doesn't have the knowledge and is questioning why you're doing something as an athlete, if you have an answer for them, and I mean, really a coach should be able to go, okay, good answer. All right, move on. If the coach isn't willing to move on and, and really wants to stick to what they are saying, then, Hey, I always tell my athletes, do what your coach wants to do as long as it's safe. And then, you know, maybe later you can explain again or I can have a talk with them or, or whatever. But it hasn't really been too bad of an issue. And usually it's a, the only time it has been an issue is with some of the football coaches. I think a little bit of pride uh, right, sets right. in, you know, and I get that, you know, I get it. Oh, absolutely. That, you know, that's been my thing is I, I totally understand that our football coaches are volunteers you know they're out there and i don't think any of them are trained or certified or have the knowledge you know yeah. to be walking the kids through this and so it's not like i sit here and blame them but uh, the program isn't what i would want it to be. but i'm just i'm just mom. of course my kids don't even listen to <laughs> so i'm like oh. <laughs> you know yeah but um i think that's awesome that you have have this going and what so you said that like through kind of going back like through some of the lessons that you learned as a youth is what kind of gave you this this motivation this desire and yeah. um, so so it started with your to to work out yeah. right yep um, how like how long did you really that and what has led you to where you are? <clears throat> Can you repeat the question? Uh, you were kind of breaking up just a little bit. Oh, sorry about that. So basically, um, rewind just like touch and some of the things led you to where you are. Of how like passionate you are, how 
want to help the kids and started, you know, start what gave you that? You know, <clears throat> there's a lot of motivating factors. Some of it <clears throat> has to do with how I grew up and where I grew up. Um, with, uh, I don't know if you know where like Grant High School is. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, people would call it, I guess, a kind of a ghetto or neighborhood to grow up in. Very uh, diverse, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but growing up, not having anything like this, not having a place to, not that I personally had a problem at a younger age with it, but I've had plenty of friends who were really great athletes um, so much potential, but we're lost to, you know, either violence in the streets, drugs, um, or just not having that mentor there to guide them. And I, I mean, I'm, I wish I had somebody, you know, offering their time and energy to teach me, you know, something to be passionate about that's going to help them, not only in sports, obviously that helps, but you know, my thing is I love working out with newbies, young athletes, because yeah. you can see the growth um, so fast. The mental growth is such um, an inspiring high for myself. I You watch an athlete and he or she is struggling and gives up, you know, and it's like, I know they have more in them and they just don't know it and to be able to see them progress from absolutely giving up to pushing as hard as they can and me being able to help them push through a rep or a workout obviously they see the strength gains they feel it before they see it and then you know how it is it's that runner's high um those endorphins that are released i mean how many people have worked out really hard and left saying man i wish i didn't do that i don't feel good about what i just did Right. right, you know, and and that's another part of it is you know you you know that they feel better about themselves. They just accomplished something, but to be able to see that mental growth is, I think, is more important than the physical growth. Even though obviously, I want to see results. I want to see them get stronger. I want them to see for themselves videos of themselves. I I keep keep track, um, you know. Out Excel spreadsheet of the first time they come in and we write down, you know, max lifts, I guess you could say, and PRs and, you know, we mm -hmm. keep track of it. Mm -hmm. I want them to know. And I tell them <clears throat> truthfully what I expect them to be able to do. We work for that goal. Most of the time it's reached. Sometimes it's not. And then we adjust our workouts and for them to be able to see that and to know like, man, I never thought I'd be able to do that or whatever it is. And that is going to help them, obviously, now get in better shape, but mentally become stronger, preparing them for when things do get hard, you know, in the classroom, in life. It's just a life lesson, playing sports, running, you know, anything that you do hard, studying, you know, that you know, all those things that you do hard, you overcome, you turn in that, that, uh, that paperwork, that essay, that final, you turn it in and you're done and you pushed yourself harder than you thought you could, you're growing. And it's the same thing, you know, mentally and physically with working out, with running, with, you know, all that physical activity. And that, that's what really yeah. 
drives me but like seeing what i was seeing and i i was seeing kids not getting the um the teaching and coaching that they needed in the weight room at their school and that really drove me to hey uh, let me help these guys out and prepare them for when they go back yeah. to school that they don't get hurt that they can get the strength gains that and then it turned into hey man um I need to help them like get out of here and have a possibility of using this to go to school. And that could be junior college, uh, you know, NAIA, D3 to D1, you know, but to be able to knowledge, because everyone wants to, as an athlete, <clears throat> I want to go to the biggest school. You know, they have the dream of USC, UCLA, but there's so much more out there. And that is one of my number yeah. one goals with all these kids is to teach them, <clears throat> hey, yeah, we work towards your goal of being at that huge college, but be humble enough and open-minded enough to know that that's not for everybody. That sometimes, you know, all the hard work in the world that you do, you just weren't blessed with those genetic gifts that other people were blessed with or, oppor or opportunities, or, you know, sometimes it's an opportunity thing. And to know that, Hey, <clears throat> well, just because you didn't get that, there's opportunities from junior college to, you know, on up. And, uh, and I want to be able to open those doors for them and open their eyes to that so they can experience um, and have that drive that I never had. I never had the drive to want, I want, I didn't, college was never anything I thought about. It wasn't like, man, I want to go to college and, you know, get a degree and I want to um, do this and that. And it was nothing at their age that I ever thought about. And I don't want these kids to ever miss out on that opportunity or, if they didn't have the drive to do it, to be able to talk to them and learn from the mistakes that I've made, that I've seen people make and um, open their eyes to so many more opportunities that they never thought of, you know. That's awesome. Like you, like you said, there's so many different opportunities and what you're teaching them um, really helps. It's like those building blocks for them to be successful in life and to realize that they can start and finish something even when it's really um and get there and i like that you're you know talking to them about being humble and accepting different maybe than the ones that they have their mind set on um that's that's huge for sure i you know one of the things that i see with our youth these days is they need more of what you're doing. You know, like kids need that. Like right now, especially during COVID, um, I'm just so grateful that our boys are able to go back to school um, in their district. But like the kids that aren't, they're suffering oh, yeah. major being able to do that. And then just that the athletic programs are canceled. Like it's huge for kids to have those outlets and those healthy things to do. Yeah, you know, it's been an unfortunate thing because – literally every football player that I train is in that boat, except for my nephew, my nephew, yeah. you know, I, I pushed hard right. to have him sent to Lehigh. We were fortunate that my brother lives there, was able to, you know, get over there and, and, uh, you know, get his season in and over with healthy, luckily. And, you know, he's going to be, you know, going to play Navy football. So he, he, uh, he was fortunate, but for the rest of these guys, and I see it, and I just had a talk with some of the coaching staff, uh, my buddies at Yuba City, about talking to these football players and um, and understanding, hey, 
you know, yes, as a staff, you guys are doing everything you can and get, you know, and trying to make it fun for them when they do have their 20 minute workouts or whatever they are, you want to call it. Right. But right. <clears throat> that we need to understand that this is a different time right now. And some of these kids need more than just ex expectations of be here every day. And we got to show them that. So some of these football players have been training for over a year straight, literally a year straight to play this football season that has been delayed and delayed and canceled and it's not looking good. It's not, right. you know, and um, right. <clears throat> so the psychological effect of that, of not being in class, of depression, we don't know what's going on in their home life. We don't know if there's um, drugs, alcohol, or whatever, we, we don't know. And because, um, yeah. you know, humans, we are good at hiding things, right? So we have to be able to be right. open-minded enough as uh, trainers, as coaches, and as parents too, to understand that this is a hard time right now. That that we have to be able to talk to them and let and find out what they need. <clears throat> and regardless of how much we're trying to do for them and how how many opportunities we're providing for them, it's still hard, and we still have to understand that and and listen because if we don't, I mean, we've already lost so many football players, uh, at least at Yuba City, and I'm sure at other schools, because what are we, you know, they're, they're, they've lost hope. You know, right. what am I doing? Why, right. why train? There's not going to be a season. Or, hey, I got to work. Uh, my family needs money. Um, and, you know, it's just unfortunate. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, to be there for them, to, ha you know, have an opportunity for them to always come back. So, but, you know, with the pandemic – it has been, you know, something for me that has obviously blessed me with my my uh, my gym, with what I'm doing. And people, I've had trainers say, hey, man, you can charge three times, four times more than you're charging, you know. And that's never even crossed my mind. It's, you know, it's, I, I have kids who cut my lawn for services or whatever. You know, some kids they don't do anything for me, <laughs> whatever. It's not a big deal to me because <clears throat> I, I feel like when we're doing things for anybody, youth especially, right? I feel like that's why I was blessed with this opportunity to be in this facility at such a discounted price that because of what I was doing, serving the youth and the community, when I got into this facility, yes, I could charge three times more easily and still be underpriced compared to what other trainers are charging. But that's going away from what I was doing, what I believe, and the service that I want to give back to the community. Why would I do that when I'm receiving so many blessings from doing what I love on the side just to make money? Yeah. Money isn't everything, right? It's not. But not to say that I haven't benefited financially because I have benefited financially. But mm -hmm. the reason, the other reason why so many people want to come is because it's affordable. You know, so affordable right. Um, decent training from what everyone, the feedback I get. And then you get that relationship <clears throat> where there's the respect and trust. And, you know, you know, like as a trainer, as a leader, as a coach, um, financially, physically, whatever it is, your personality really makes a lot of who you are, right? So right. to be able to connect right. with youth is something that I've always been very good at. And, so that obviously helps too, you know, and I, so I want to continue that 
without being greedy. And why be greedy when I'm making the extra? I am making money. I am my savings account is bigger than it's ever been, you know. And I'm investing in stocks and stuff like that that I've never thought of in my life. I never thought about doing that. And where I grew up, I thought it was like rich white and Asian people. I, I, I know that sounds kind of funny, but I, that's what I really thought. I was like, that's what rich people do. And it's not uh-huh. if you have the knowledge, you know, uh, of what you're doing. So, you know, it's opened up a lot of opportunities and doors for me. Yes, it's, you know, I have to find that balance between family and school or family and work and the gym. And I, I am really struggling with that because I want to be able to help everybody. But at the same time, I can't let that affect my relationship with right. my, my wife and my kids. So it's hard <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I I love what you said about how um, that money's not everything. That's like so huge. I 100% agree with that. Like, you know, I, I, I guess I'm still technically a realtor, but I'm not yeah. doing real estate right now. For years, I made a heck of a lot more than I do right yeah. now. Right now, I'm doing wild yeah. estate. Yeah, (laughs) you know, um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world um, because of the people that it impacts too. Of how huge and like, I I want to somewhere with with you and do something to where like they don't. I have girls that come for free and you know get horsey time, and it's just so much more rewarding um to be able to do that and. So I definitely feel I hear you there, and also the it with with family and your most important friendships is is always a struggle. Balancing life, is yeah, always a struggle. it is. It's you know it, what I do like about it. So pretty much every day I bring a different kid with me, one of my own children with me to the gym. So my my old my daughter who's almost six, my son who's three. Every day, it's a fight between them because they want to go to the gym with daddy. And so they, they come and then we switch yeah. it off every day and they love it. It's just like a big playground to them. But what I really like about it is that they get to see these young men and women work hard um, and influence them like in a, in a way that this is natural. This is natural. This is normal. This is what we do. Right. This is what we do. Right. And um and I'm you know super into sports and being active, although nowadays with <clears throat> my knees are really bad, so I can't do certain things anymore. I need a knee replacement. I I've had a, a few injuries, <laughs> but uh, but just for them to be around that influence and and it's going to be second nature, I believe, you know, and I I'm I feel like that it's going to bless them and us for them to just not have to be like, Oh, I have to work out or I got to maintain a healthy, you know, lifestyle. And I think it'll be more second, second nature. So my kids are going to, you know, be blessed because of it. Yeah. That's that's fun that you're going to bring your kid. Um, And because your son is, you said three years old now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. and and then your she'll be six in January because you have two, two yeah okay yeah and you just had is your your youngest is that yeah, yeah, he, he's a boy a boy yeah he's a boy he's a boy cool. yeah. super cool um you know and I love how you brought up how 
um, just having an active lifestyle is so important. It changes people's lives. Like, so I, you know, listen to a few different podcasts and then just like listening to people and you hear about person after person, their life did complete 180 when they started just something to basically, you know, um, my, my youngest brother just started, he's done like a couple runs at about three miles and he just like sharing those with me and it's like I'm like this could oh, change yeah. his life you know like this could totally change the direction of his life if he like keeps up and and does this and just like what with what you're doing with those kids like that can change 180 where they wind up in yeah. 10 20 years you know you know it's um it's so I grew up you know LDS I, t- I took it for granted mm-hmm. um though and I didn't really gain a testimony or anything like that until I moved to Southern California. And I moved to Southern California because I was, and I'm, pre- I'm open about my past. So I, w- I had a, an addiction problem um, with drugs and stuff. And I was fortunate to have a really good friend, a Polynesian friend that I grew up with, offer me to come stay with them in uh, Orange County. So one day I p- packed up, left, moved out there. Um, and it changed my life. It was, uh, you know, I got off of drugs. I was surrounding myself with the right people. Um, religion came back into my life. And the thing that really changed me was we literally lived within walking distance, like two, literally 150 yards from a 24 hour fitness. So I stopped partying and all that other stuff. And I I had to replace that with something good, right? So I went to the gym twice a day. I go in the morning, go in the evening. And it just, that along with obviously making better choices um, and, you know, my beliefs of repenting and and the gospel just changed my life. So spiritually was changing, physically definitely changed because I was about 275 pounds. I hadn't lifted a weight or anything in, you know, five or six years easy. And uh, the body transformation, the spiritual transformation, the confidence um, in myself, the mental capacity that I had to be able to think clearer and make, you know, better decisions. But that hunger for just wanting to be in that gym so much really changed, it changed my life. It changed the way. And obviously what I do now that has a big influence of, you know, why I love to train kids because I feel like it can change. Like, yeah. I think you're saving. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think for sure. Yeah. I, I have a similar story myself. I was born a member of the church and I did not have a testimony until I was about mm-hmm. 20 years old and it just hit, hit my parents being the smart people they are. Um, I got married young, you know, at 18 and, and had a little boy at that time at 20. Um, cause I had, him. I was mm-hmm. almost 19. When I had him and, um, I, my parents, Oh, we'll, we'll watch him for you for you to go ride the horses or go ride your horse. But come to Sacramento you know, and kind of lured me in. And then I started to like feel 
Garrett and get gain my testimony. And Heavenly Father is also so brilliant in, in his ways. Like he blessed, he blessed me with, you know, like he gives us these yeah. outlets, right? And so you look at it, you're like, okay, is weightlifting does it have eternal significance? And somebody yeah. might argue no, but in reality, I think yeah. it does. You know, working out, running, and hobby—you know—different things that people turn to that find. Um, it has huge eternal significance to, you know, you and then how you can help other people. Um, and in that, and and I, I can definitely say, trade trade the world for a sober mind. Oh yeah. You know, just to be able to be and to, to feel and to think, and to, you know, have have God in my life and have outlets and the, the help that he blesses us with um, through those things. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, it. I think, you know, people under definitely underestimate. I, I mean, obviously, as an active person, we believe that being active can help us, you know, spiritually too. I, you know, I, I, I really believe that. And that's spiritually, mentally, some people don't believe spiritually and now I'm fine with that, but I can translate, translate that into a mental, uh, mental game. So being active physically is going to change you mentally. It's physically, physically going to change you. And, you know, the confidence and, you know, the changes, are everlasting and they can be it's a it's a hard thing to watch for me and not be reaching out um especially with the youth right. and i really come to the realization and that you cannot help everybody but just because you can't help everybody doesn't mean you shouldn't try you know, and I because I know right. everyone's got to do the different philosophies on that, and I'm willing to let the youth burn me a few times as long as it doesn't, it doesn't affect me and my relationships or me financially. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you know a kid telling me he's going to be there or she's going to be there and not show up or you know not get the effort or you know just not even respond. I'm okay with that, and then later on them responding and then maybe doing it over and over. I know I can't save everybody, help everybody, but that doesn't mean I can't try. And I know, you know, it's a little bit of heartache, but it's worth it because, you know, it's just one, all it takes is one. And I've been fortunate enough to be involved with a lot of these youngsters, man, they have a different drive nowadays than I remember growing up. The dedication that some of these guys, these girls and guys have to training is just yeah. phenomenal. I mean, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot right. of them that I have yeah. to be like, you have to rest, okay? No, you cannot work out seven days a week. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, and 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 they would, and they would, you know. Right. So they have that drive and determination right. that I just I really envy it because I just did not have that, and I didn't and I didn't know anybody growing up, and I knew a lot of athletes, and I none of us were training. And putting in the time and effort like these youngsters are doing, and I think it's special. I think it's it's it says a lot because you know how it is. Our youth are oh they're they're gonna just tear our world apart someday. Look at this and look at that. Well, I don't see that. 
because the youth I work with, obviously, you know, there is that, but the ones that I've been working with, I see a tremendous amount of dedication and hard work that's going to translate into the rest of their lives. So I love it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that. Like seeing how amazing our youth yeah. are these days, like I'm blown away. Like, that wasn't what I was thinking right? when I was that age, yeah. <laughs> you know, that wasn't motivating when I was that age. So I'm, it's pretty amazing the potential and a lot of our youth, what, what they're going to be capable of, what yeah. they're capable of right now. And then like where that yeah, will bring them in the future. A funny thing sure. is, so three, four weeks ago, I have some kids from East Nicholas High School. We're working out. I go use the restroom. I come back and they're all on their phones. And I'm like, oh, you guys are on your freaking phones, man. So I'm, I'm kind of like, what do you guys get off your phones? Hey, coach, I'm just checking my stocks real quick. I'm like, your stocks? What are you talking about? Okay, so this is how new I am into the stock market. Anyways, so we get to talking. And I was amazed. I just could – I was like speechless the knowledge, uh, well, because everything's at a finger's touch away nowadays, right? And I was just like, this is crazy that I have a 16, a 15, 16, 17 year old kid who, young adult, you know, that is here telling me about the stock market and showing me their portfolios. And I'm like, this sounds like adult. Uh, grown people talk. What are we talking about right now? And it really opened up my eyes and they showed me a couple of videos and I went home and I have been nonstop studying, watching, you know, certain people on YouTube and reading articles and really just trying to, you know, make the money that I've been able to save from my gym. I use only that money to dabble and I'm learning so much. And it's just, it's really been exciting for me. Almost as exciting as like, this training thing. So, and I learned from these little young high school athletes and and I'm just like, wow, you guys are amazing. You guys are setting yourself up to be successful in life financially too. And I I love it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, yeah, pretty amazing. I know that Jordan, he's almost Mm -hmm. 18 or my oldest but our yeah. I guess he would be our third oldest or whatever um just like talking to him I'm like wow you know more about certain things about how certain things operate yeah. like even in our <laughs> government than I do I'm like really <laughs> you know <laughs> and so it's kind of crazy because yeah. we always give them a hard time like that once you're a parent and you have teenagers you don't really need to know <laughs> yeah, anything because they know everything <laughs> It's like, but there yeah. are some things that I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's a no, senior right now, right? Oh, that poor guy, man. He is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were hope, yeah, really he, high he, hopes on he, this football he's, season. He's a pretty good athlete, right? That's from and, everything I've ever heard. He's done He's done well. He's done well, yeah. Um, it's It's pretty funny how it developed because as a kid – he wanted to be there. He wanted to be at every early to every practice. You know, at every single practice. didn't want to miss anything. But like at baseball, he sat on yeah. the bench most of the time, right? Then all of a sudden, one of his coaches gave him a chance and like really kind of like talked him up. 
and got him playing. Yeah. And man, he just caught fire yeah. and it came out. Like all he's one of the fastest kids on the team. You know, he's you know, one of their essential players. He played Yeah. See, I, I love football. Yeah, yeah. No football. <laughs> Watch it. But he played um offense and defense yeah. his whole freshman year. Yeah. Um for their team. And so like he didn't yeah. get much sitting out and he loved it. Yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. it's does he planning on going to college or anything like that? We're we're talking about um he's mm-hmm. looking into BYUI once to also like another route that he's been oh, really nice. interested in is military. He's been a lot of people, yeah. But I feel like that's a really good route. So we're we're supportive of whatever he, you know, decides to do. Um and he's oh, he's nice. kind of leaning towards the navy, and yeah. it'd be really really good for him to do it. Yeah, that would be really well awesome. At, at and we could go visit him so. and Takeshi at the same time. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's that's. Good. Yeah, it's everything's going crazy. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens when when if things get back to normal because I truly believe that COVID has really made my business boom because in our area, the kids and the parents are just tired of not being able to do anything. So I know people won't agree with this, what I'm about to say, but I never closed my garage when everything was shut down because I truly believed that these, these guys, these girls needed a place to be at. And I had kids that were coming and training literally, literally for three hours straight because their friends were there. And, you know, and, the, you know, yeah, they were messing around a little bit, whatever, but I didn't really harp on them because if they weren't there, their parents weren't letting them go anywhere else. So right. I was like, you know what? You guys have at right. it. Make sure the music's clean, you know, and just, you know, and uh, let's, let's work, you know? So I, you know, I think that really for me, it's going to be interesting when things uh, shut down, but because of the new clientele that I've built up with um, softball and even some volleyball girls now that I'm not so nervous anymore, but, but you know, it's blessed yeah. me obviously because it's helped get my name in the community more. And um, right. so I, I still am interested to see right. how things work out. And I just, you know, it's just an unfortunate thing. And I, you know, be safe, you know, be smart, but our, you know, my, my personal belief is the mental, you know, wellness of our, you know, our children, our youth that, Hey, you know what, I'm going to provide a place. And, and that's what I plan on doing, but being smart about it, you know, so we do, we take temperatures and, you know, all that stuff. We try to be, you know, upright in, you know, in that aspect of it. Yes, there's risks. And I know that. So I am taking a chance, but at the same time, I truly believe that they, they need this. So that's why I keep going. Absolutely. They need the mental health aspect of it. It's, I mean, it's brutal on the kids. Oh, yeah. and having our boys do a lot of mountain biking. Um, thank goodness they're able to right now practice with their teams, even though the cancel is looking like it's 
or excuse me, that yeah. um, season's looking like it's canceled. But like, I, I'm really stoked on their coaches for noticing that there's a need yeah. for to stay there and yeah. out and stuff, and it's huge. Um, I, I was reading like some different stats on there's been more. I think. Oh, probably yeah. don't quote me, even though this is recorded. Um, <laughs> I think it's like Nevada, Nevada County. Um, they did suicide stats compared to COVID deaths, and yeah, there's been more suicides. I've, I've read, a few, I've read a few articles on that. I haven't actually done the studying for myself, but I have read some articles supporting it. Um, you know, so right. I, one thing I really paid attention to was Utah football because my nephew was there. And I did not hear of one right. case of COVID passed through the playing of football. Now, there were a few kids that had to be quarantined. There were a few teams that actually missed games because of people that were, you know, in contact with people with COVID. But nobody that I've ever heard of in the whole state passed it through practicing or playing of the games. And I just thought that was very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because – you know, obviously, in retrospect, it's right. easy to say, man, we should have had the season here in California because it would have been over with. And, all, you know, now look at what's going on. And that, that was my biggest fear when they said we're going to have a winter football. I was like, OK, no vaccine. Um, it's flu season. And I was like, how is that going to work? You know, and I, that was my number one motivating right. factor to really push my sister to, hey, let's send him to Utah because – I don't see it happening. And that was my personal opinion at the time. Luckily we stuck by that because well least, yeah, for his sake, for everyone else, it's it, it's terrible. But but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that, you know. Right. Now I do have a friend, you know, yeah. in the hospital right now. He's, you know, in his thirties and he's been in there for two and a half weeks, blood transfusions and ventilator, the whole, you know, the whole bit. He's in Orange County. And um you know, and I was one of those at the beginning. I was like, man, this isn't that big of a deal. This isn't that big of a deal. Well, you know, depending on your pre-existing conditions, it could be a big deal, right? right. So we got to be really smart about it. And right. um, I feel like if we if we are smart about it, we, you know, it's not as big of a deal, but we should take it serious with the people that are more susceptible, you know? So, so I've changed my mind and my, you know, outlook yeah, on that absolutely. part of it. But I, I still feel like it's not a threat to our as big of a threat to our youth and we should have just and we should just let them get out there and do some stuff you know yeah yeah i i absolutely respect that and with our youth just you know i think that i've heard the argument we don't know even if the youth catch it and they're fine we don't know what it's going to look like one year five years, 10 years down the road, like if there's going to be yeah, any no, lingering. That's, I, I can, and I, and I can respect that because I am not a doctor. We do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Here, I can respect that. But at the same time, I can also argue, but we do know the immediate mental health effects that it's having on our youth. You know, so gamble that for the un- completely unknown and unfounded, like there's not even anything that we could, Yeah. you know, Yes. And I, I get both. I I'm so, try to be open-minded yeah. and, you know, I know I don't know everything. So I really try to 
understand and sympathize with both sides. You know, obviously, obviously you can, it's easy to say better safe than sorry. And I get that. But like, like you said, you know, if you have a kid who's taken, you know, their own life or is just struggling like crazy, well, your opinion might be a little bit different right now. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you for what you're doing. And I, like I said, I wish that we were able to. Yeah, no, I get it. Believe me, I, you know, I, I have a friend who brings their kids from Sacramento and uh, once a week on Saturdays and they're just like, Oh, I wish we could come, you know, and it makes me, it makes me feel really good that I get, I'm getting this support. So it confirms that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Because sometimes you, sometimes I doubt myself like, man, you know, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing is, you know, but then you get the confirmations and it's like, now that I'm in it, I can't quit it, (laughs) you know? So it gives me a lot more motivation to, Hey, not that I needed it, but confirmation that, Hey, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, man. Just, and I, and I have a lot of support. I've had people donating equipment to me, donating money to me to buy equipment. And you know, that's why I got to keep doing what I'm doing because people, people believe it and and I can't let them down either. Right, right. Yeah, you're doing so much good. I totally think that you're saving, like, hands down, you're saving kids' lives by um, teaching them these things and providing yeah. them with this experience right now. Yeah, I, it'll, I appreciate that. It'll change their direction. I appreciate those words because it means a lot. And no matter how many times I, you know, people will say similar things, it still feels good. And, you know, and, and I, I appreciate, I really appreciate that. It's, it's very, it's humbling. It's humbling. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, thank you. For Let you get back. Your yep. and, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm sure I'll see you eventually. So you have a safe night. All righty. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. You too. Bye.